0: Hello and welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to Gird Up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Jungemach. I'm a teacher. A coach, music director, and a man of God, myself, working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. Gentlemen, thank you for joining again. This is Charlie Ungemach. I am your podcast host. Make sure you're sharing this podcast, guys. If you're a new listener, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. Today, I'm happy to announce again as our guest, Chester Reinemann. In episode 20, he talked about his journey and how he got to the seminary and how he had to make some choices along the way and how his plans changed throughout college. Then he gave us some advice on vocation and following your dreams and your passions and seizing the opportunities that are in front of you. So If you want to hear more from Chester, you can go back to Gird Up episode 20 where he talked about finding his way. But now, on this episode today, we're going to talk about dating, how we approach dating, our relationships toward meeting girls, how we define our relationships, and what we're looking for in the young ladies that we date. So, here we go. All right, so Chester, one of the things that I love about you, uh, one of the things that I'm most impressed with about you, is your ability to uh, frame dating in the proper light. So, I want to talk into that a little bit, Uh, just your ability to um, maintain your purity and your celibacy while you're going through all this, all this dating, and you do a lot of dating, and you meet a lot of people, and I'm a little bit jealous of it, frankly. So I want to talk a little about that. What is what is your philosophy dating? What does Chester's dating
1: life look like? Oh boy. Okay. So uh, I think basically, date wide and date often. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, get to know a lot of a lot of people, get to know a lot of women, um, and then. I mean, you don't have to date often. You can you can take a break, do what you want. But you know, you don't you're not really going to know what uh, you're looking for if you don't know what's out there. And you need to get to know real women. Um, these people uh, that God has placed here with us that are different from us, um, and whom God has uh, given us a desire to seek and get to know uh, more intimately. Especially in and uh, marriage is the the way God intends that to happen. So they, uh, date wide and date often.
0: Uh, you say date real women. What does that mean? Real women. Well, real women. Hmm. Let's just pass on that question. <laughs> well, say if I, so this is what was on my mind when you said that is the idea of I'm not building relationships with people that I'm like meeting on Facebook or just like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're going out and you're actually having real interactions with real people instead of doing like chasing them around you do know the the internet wild goose chase? Okay, if that makes sense.
1: Okay, though, yeah, and uh, I totally agree. I mean, you're not going to get to know anybody really well just through instant messaging. You yeah, know, hard like, texting or yeah, right. You, it needs to progress past that. I mean, you, maybe it, it's a way to to at least uh, get your foot in the door. But I mean, eventually, you need to ask about it on a real date. Um, if you're if it's long distance, at least <laughs> Skype, FaceTime, right, yeah. a phone call like that is. You need you need more a personal form of communication and preferably you need to be in person to do that. Yeah. I think the danger there is that idea of a false sense of intimacy.
0: Like, man, we we're so important to each other. We really, but like, have you ever actually seen, looked into each other's eyes? Like, do you actually know what they look like or what they talk like or how they act when they're not using their, their device? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think that's dangerous, but I also think it's a great, obviously technology is great and it's a great opportunity to get to know more people too. Um. So like when, where, where do you meet girls, man? Like, what do you, what do you do? How do you get this thing started?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, it, it has changed in, in my life before uh, in college, you know, it, it was, it was the clubs. It was the, the extracurricular activities, you know, the intramural um, volleyball league or uh, campus ministries. If you're on a public campus, there are a number of those available to you, Um. Lutheran ones, a lot of non-denominational ones. Uh, those are pretty big, uh, but those those are great ways. If you're at least if you're in college to uh, to meet women and to get to know them, and you don't have to be dating them either to get to know them. You can be. Right. F- you can just you know hang out in groups, uh, be friends, and see how they interact with people. Uh, you get to see what their interests are, and, uh, and you know if things. Uh, if opportunities present themselves you can <laughs> and if you're interested you can bring it further but uh that's that's one way i think yeah get get involved into into groups clubs i'm not talking like nightclubs. clubs um, right. but i'm talking like just you know let's go a sailing club a basketball club a college republicans or democrats i don't know what you are but <laughs> you know like get to know people yeah. with like minded um you know interests Uh, Things you like to do uh, and in those group settings are great ways to get get your foot in the door, get to know people in general Mm -hmm. um, and then see who you're interested in uh, once you get to know them a little bit more. And uh, though I'm not going to I've recently I've tried online dating. Um, Yeah. You know, how's that going? It it, I don't regret it. Um, I regret certain aspects of it, but uh, I think it's a valid way to to meet women. And there are a lot of people on them nowadays. Uh, big right. one. So uh, there's, there's a lot of sites out there. Well, the ones I've tried are are Bumble. Uh, there's plenty of Fish. Uh, okay, Cupid. Those are those are all free. Um, I right. didn't want to. I wasn't desperate enough to pay <laughs> for an online dating website. Though it's, you know, I tried a whole bunch of free ones. Or you can, you know, spend time and a little bit of money to get it a, into a better website, and that actually may be more efficient. I haven't okay. actually tried paying for one. But that is that works for people. Okay, I know actually some pastors uh, who have, who've met their wives just through online dating. Uh, it's and I've met some really quality quality women that I'm very happy to have gone on dates with that you know started online. Yeah. So you said there's some pitfalls to it too. What do you say the pitfalls are? Pitfalls. Oh boy. Um, if you know anything about how Bumble or Tinder works, where you swipe and left to right. Oh man, um, <laughs> it's it's maybe not the most productive use of your time, um, and sometimes no, I mean no offense, but sometimes you got to sift through a lot of bad before you find any yeah. good. Um, yeah. And you, there's sometimes there's you know less than appropriate. Uh, Those they keep the pictures. Uh, I wouldn't say PG, uh, but there's nothing explicit. Uh, there's no there's generally no pornography or. Uh those types of images right. on those sites right though every once in a while um there'll be a picture or photo or something that they uh you know before yeah, it anybody catches go, it, <laughs> yeah before anybody catches it, yeah. you might see it, but they're not allowed generally right uh and so you, you you know you get exposed to a lot of people that you'd never even be interested in dating right and you have to sift through them to find okay, uh, some yeah. people you're it would be better to marry.
0: Okay. So you're telling me uh there are not a whole lot of girls on campus here at the seminary, huh?
1: Right. Well there's well, <laughs> only uh only students at the seminary here are, are men, young men. So uh yeah, I I've at the seminary well, I've dated at the seminary um almost exclusively through online dating, just because most of my time is spent on a campus full of, of dudes. So uh I I do uh so I do kind of get myself out there though I, I'm involved with a Bible study group at my home church uh, it's okay. called a young professionals group there's different names for them out there but mm-hmm. they'll have a book study or the pastor will do a Bible study for a couple months and we all meet every Tuesday and every once in a while it'll we'll, we'll be uh, we'll, we'll have a night out on the weekend and we'll go to Dave and Buster's or go ice skating or something you know yeah so uh, that, that's a great way to meet uh, Christian people uh, your age. Uh, and Christian women <laughs> as well. Um, right. Also, that I've just been volunteering at a at the University of Wisconsin Milwaukee's campus ministry. It's called Point of Grace. Okay, uh, that's another great way to meet people your age. Um, it's just been a lot of fun to to go to their Bible studies and their chapel services as well. Great way to get off campus, uh, meet some new people with you know that think like you do, and um, I think they're great Christians. And yeah. They'd be, Wonderful people to get to know and uh, possibly to marry.
0: Well, and I think you hit on a key there too when you started talking about the idea that you're not going on dates with everybody you meet. Like you're not, you like you kind of you, you put yourself out there. You take the opportunity to get to know somebody, and then if the opportunity presents itself, or if you want to pursue it further, then you can say, "Hey, let's go, let's go on a date. Let's make this um, something formal, and and we can see where we go." And I think that's huge. Um, and I've talked about that before too. The idea that dating is far more like the purpose obviously is to find a wife. Mm -hmm. So you're also getting yourself used to social environments, used to, um, how to just, how to treat a lady, how to do all this other stuff that you don't need to be going on an explicit date to like, you don't have to sit there and say, this is a date in order to (laughs) to get good at those things. So one of the like what I like to do is every once in a while, I will legitimately just go to the mall and just, like, talk to people. So like, talk to the girl at the shoe store, talk to the guy in the bookstore, talk to, you know, and just talk to people and get to know people. And then uh, you get more and more comfortable with that. And then when you're more comfortable getting to know people and meeting people, then you can be a little bit more intentional about, like, when you just, you're just you walking down the street, you see a girl that you think is attractive and she's wearing an I Love Jesus t-shirt, like, why wouldn't you say hi, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, that's, a, that's an easy way to go. Um, so just getting used to that those conversations, and that's going to help, every aspect of life, all the phases of life mm-hmm. that you can communicate efficiently and accurately with the, with the people you, you see. Um, I think, I think you did a pretty good job of that too. I, <laughs> you're one of those people, it seems to me like you're one of those people that, uh, everywhere I go with you, you're making a friend. Like we, we can't go anywhere with you without making a friend, which is cool.
1: Oh, thank you, Charlie. I appreciate that. Um, th- uh, while we're on this topic, I think yeah, you mentioned something really important that there's uh you know, like what, Everyone tries to define dating. I don't. I don't know if you can. You know, there's so many different ways to do it. Um, back, you know, I, I asked my parents, like, how did you do it? You know, um, and they they would call it going steady. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so I guess I see a difference between going out, yeah. um, dating, and going steady. You know, like the, you mm-hmm. can, you can go out with a girl and not be. You know, not call each other boyfriend and girlfriend. You can just, you're just getting to know right. somebody. You might even call it a date. And a lot of times girls like that, if you take the initiative, they'll say, hey, um, I'd like to take you on a date next Friday, you know, and they're like, oh, thank you. You know, um, it, instead of just saying, hey, let's hang out. Uh, a lot of girls like, like, you know, to be it, to be a little bit more official, but you don't, you can go on a date and even a few dates without being in a committed relationship. You're just right. getting to know somebody, and the, it's like, you know, the person knows you're interested in them, and maybe romantically inser- interested, um, but you don't have to be dating to get to know each other.
0: Yeah, and especially in smaller smaller circles, when you're talking about, like, a congregation or you're talking about a ministry setting, a lot of times, you know, I, and it's, if you've <laughs> gone to, like— small private high schools or, or small private colleges like the liberal arts colleges. It's like you sneeze on a girl and you're going to get married, you know? And uh, like you go for a walk and, and it's the same thing as a marriage proposal. Like And that's not that's not legitimate. That's not real. But it's also like it it, it is something that, that people assume. And so redefining that for yourself at least and making sure that you understand that and your date understands that. Like, let's go on a date. And then um, you're still free to, I shouldn't, I don't know what the best way to say is. You're still free to pursue other people and to build relationships with other people until that moment where you say, all right, I think I really like you. I think this is going somewhere. You want to make this ex- exclusive? Well, let's mm-hmm. make this you and me. And I think then, like you said, that's that going steady idea of yep. like, now let's take this up a level. But you can't, I think it's, it's not good for relationships. It's not good for you. It's not good for your social life or anything to jump right from, man, you're cute. You want to be my girlfriend? Like we're not in second grade anymore. <laughs> it's not the way it works.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 You don't need to be exclusive right away. But the thing is though, in this day and age, a lot of people do think you need to be exclusive right off the bat. Like, like, Hey, first date, we're boyfriend, girlfriend. Like we're not, you know, nobody else. You're not seeing anybody else. Um, like it's just you and me and, uh, you need to be, you need to communicate, you know, to like, you know, is this a date? Are we, are we going steady? You know, it's it's important to define where the relationship is at different points in time, so the other person doesn't get confused. Because I think it's totally fine to just you know be getting to know multiple women at the you know multiple people at the same time. Um, You're not going steady with any one of them. You're not in a committed relationship with any one of them, but you might be with one of them soon. Just you know, let them know. You know, Uh, it's I actually my parents, my mom was. Uh, you could almost say dating two guys um, when my dad was finally the one to ask ask her to marry him. Um, and they, I mean, they were 30 or over in their 30s at the time. So, I mean, they were a bit more mature and, you know, they don't have all the um, complications of, of you know, adolescent, right, yeah. teenage and, you know, young college age dating. So they had kind of had a better idea of what they were looking for. Right. So they were able to do that. but. You know, it's I hear that now and like, wait, what? You, <laughs> yeah. She was going out with this other guy too, and like all of a sudden my dad popped the question, you know. Like that's uh it seems a little bit weird to us, but I don't I don't think it needs to be. Um you can you can be mature about things and if you especially when you keep things if the physicality aspect of right, it yeah in check. Uh you don't do anything that uh you wouldn't do in front of your mother. <laughs> um, you know, you can get to know a lot of wonderful Christian people and you know, make a wise decision uh, without getting physically involved. Um, And then people are, yeah, people are okay with that. If when you're not getting physically involved, that you're seeing other people.
0: Yeah. I think you you hit on a huge keynote there is dating gets way less messy. It still might be messy, but it's way less messy uh, when you choose not to be physically intimate and to maintain your purity and your celibacy. Like, all of a sudden, all those chemicals kind of come off the table after two weeks. And now it's, we can take a real look. Let's see what's going on here and decide whether this is something we want to pursue. I think that it saves a lot of stress. Like, I put a lot of, I've put myself in a lot of positions I shouldn't be in, a lot of, like, situations and awkward just like, so what is this? And it's a lot easier to have that what is this conversation when you still both have a little bit of innocence left. Or yes. a lot of innocence left <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Preferably, yeah The more innocence, the better Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. absolutely Yeah, um, oh, oh, I gotta So, I think my It'd be good to I have to I have to at least mention The person who is, has most shaped My views on dating Yeah, do it And that is That's Pastor Jonathan Fisk uh, He's a, a Missouri Synod uh, Lutheran Church pastor And uh, he had his own podcast It was called Worldview Everlasting He's got, he's got at least 500 videos up on YouTube. Uh, he's got a website, too. Worldview Everlasting, one of wonderful um, evangelical Lutheran pastor who, who understands the difference between law and gospel and sin and forgiveness and Jesus. And uh, what he had to say in, in this, I've, I've watched his, his video on dating. It's called Not Until I Say I Do. And he tackles a number of topics in that video. But I've watched it a bunch of times. And I've let that stuff percolate in my mind for a long time, and it's it's shaped my views on dating. It's, he's pretty radical, um, way <laughs> way more radical than you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to. He says it himself. You don't have to agree with everything he says. I don't necessarily agree with everything he says, but he puts the basic principles that you should have um, in mind when you're thinking about dating or somebody to marry. And uh, what I got out of that was uh, what dating is 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 getting to know. Uh, a person of the opposite gender, um, and seeing if that person would be a good person to marry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not necessarily the person that you're going to have the most fun with. Um, it's the person that would be, it would, you know, the person it would be a good idea for you personally to marry. Is it a person who's going to challenge you? Um, is it a person who's going to um, help you grow in your faith? Um a person who doesn't think you are you are the center of their life, uh, rather you'd rather I I want to be with somebody who who's got God and who's got Jesus at the center of their life, um, and then so she's not looking to me to solve everything. She's looking to God to solve problems because He's the only one who can, and then I'm just the one helping her along in her relationship with God, and if we're both focused on Jesus. Uh, that that solves a whole ton of issues because everyone's people are going to make mistakes. They're sinners. It's it's what we expect, and there's going to be hard times in any relationship, uh, whether dating or in a marriage. But if you got that foundation, if you're both, uh, if both of your foundations are on Jesus, you know that uh, your that 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 relationship is the main relationship in your life, and it is a forgiving relationship, and that means you forgive each other uh, when those tough situations come up, and you grow. And learn to uh, better serve each other and love each other in the process. And another thing Jonathan Fisk says is, um, don't get married when you think you love somebody, but when uh, you're ready to learn to love somebody. Because you know, y- in these honeymoon phases of relationships, and y'all, you y'all know what that means—that uh, that euphoric feeling you get on your the f- first time you hold the hand, the first t- yeah. first dates you go on—it could last for six months, it could last for a year. But eventually that, those really intense feelings, those romantic feelings, um, they die out at least somewhat after a while. And uh, that time period changes uh, depending on the people. But, uh, you know, it's, you're not going to be in that intense burning phase of romantic love for your whole marriage. It usually, right. it, you know, it ends sometime. But, and you keep on kindling that as you go, but it's not going to be as strong generally as it was in the beginning. And you got to realize that, um, and you need to find somebody who's going to be committed to you, um, even when that fades, mm-hmm. um, and committed to making the relationship work. And that's what marriage is. Marriage is, you marry one person, it's that person for life. Uh, mm-hmm. You, you want to make sure that person has the same view of marriage as you do, that God's view of marriage is, is that it is for life. And, and if they're committed to God's definition of marriage, and you are too, uh, no matter what happens, you're going to make that relationship work. You're yeah. going to sacrifice, um, and you're going to, you know, yeah, put your put your life and your livelihood on the line to make things work. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's 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 what love is. More, it's that's what the true love is. It's it's self-sacrificing love. It's sacrificial love. It's the love that Jesus has shown to us by giving up his own life uh, so that we could have spiritual life that's that's the ultimate form of love is is lay down your uh your life on the line for your brother or your sister or in this case your wife um that's the type of love you want to strive for and build in a relationship and it doesn't always start it doesn't you can't you don't start with that love you you make it and you make it work and you build it That's well said uh so when
0: uh so I <laughs> when you meet a girl Chester what do you what do you what do those first couple of dates look like? What do you like to do? How do you, how do you, Chester Random, get to
1: know the girls that you take on dates? Well, I think the easy way to get started is is just you know a coffee date. Um, that's I think that is usually what I have done, especially uh, if you're meeting online or something like that. Uh, coffee date is is pretty easy to do, low cost, yeah. low investment. It's you know you're just getting to know each other. You don't Really know if you're gonna take things further yet? You just you're just getting to know the person. You've you haven't even met in person yet in some cases. Mm-hmm. So this yeah, if you're meeting online or, or if you just met in passing somewhere and you got someone's number, you know just meet somewhere low key, casual. Make it um, don't make it weird. Um, put make it in public uh, where if the, sometimes women are also when they're, if they're meeting somebody online. I think a lot of women are. Um, they, they should be concerned about their own safety because you never know who you meet online. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of women are concerned with that, and I think they should be. Uh, guys, too, be careful, you know, who you're meeting online. You don't, their picture isn't always who they are. Um, you don't know people's past. So a place in public, a place um, that's safe uh, in the open, um, and uh, that's comfortable and relaxed. Yeah. So I think a coffee shop is a great way to do that or a tea if you coffee's not your thing, but I think that's that's usually what I do. Mm-hmm. Um or you know walks in a park. It's yeah. it's nice. It's actually it's a little romantic too. I think that's you know it's it's low key. Um walking and talking is often a little less stressful than just sitting down at a table and staring at each other. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're you're looking the same direction, you're just walking, you just just having a conversation, getting to know the person—that's th- what I like to do.
0: Yeah, lower the lower the expectations a little bit, and just be like, "Hey, let's have a conversation." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not trying to be,
1: you know, put on your best
0: dress and let's go hit the town. It's a lot more just like, "Hey, I think you're real. Like, you are a fascinating person, and I want to get to know you." Mm-hmm. Actually, I think a lot of those strategies are similar, both like whether you're romantically interested or not. Like, if you just want to get to know a guy, <laughs> like, "Hey, dude, uh, I got this project going on in my garage," or like, "Hey," You want to go grab a coffee? Like there's, there's if he's weird about that then he's got some other things going on. Um you can totally do that. And that's some of my favorite things. Uh, some of my favorite conversations I've ever had were like 5:30 in the morning. Hey, you want to go grab a coffee before school tomorrow? And you stop by, you have those conversations, those real those real raw conversations just like, "All right, what do you want to talk about?" And then just open the door. Mhm. All right. Um so finally, Chester we already talked about it a little bit. Um but uh, last question on the dating topic is: I, I want to know what are you looking for in a girl? Like, what do you, what do you see
1: in a young lady that says, "That's somebody I want to pursue"? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I'm looking for in a woman is, uh, like I said before, and this is this is the number one thing: is does she fear the Lord? And by fear, I mean does she respect and honor um, our Lord and Savior Jesus? That is that's probably the number one number one thing. Uh, Someone who does have that respect for the Lord is going to respect his word in the Bible and what God has to say about marriage and family and uh, what uh, her relationship is (laughs) to God, which is she's a child of God. um, And also what her relationship will be with you if you eventually get married um, and that you are the head uh, of the household and she is the she's the helper. Um, She serves uh, as well as you serve as the head of the household, you serve her needs and and sacrifice uh, some of your your desires and uh, which some of the things you want to do for th- her greater good as well. So you, you serve and love each other in that in that relationship. Um, so yeah, fear of the Lord is the number one thing I'm looking for. Um, also, uh, it's just since since I'm starting to be a pastor and the way things work uh, mm. in that profession, yeah, and especially. In the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, as you know, pastors um, don't exactly know where they're going to work, uh, where they're going to get a call, and so I'll graduate from the seminary, and I will be—I'll receive a call from somewhere, and it could be in this country, it could be out of the country, it could be in the Midwest, it could be in Texas. I hope it's in Texas, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you love Texas. Yeah, it's a great state. Um, not, uh, I don't have anything against the Midwest, but I like the culture down there. Anyways, uh, I don't know where I'm going to be, and so you. I think this is. I have a very specific, car- you know, situation that I'm I'm dealing with as a studying to be a pastor. Um, but what, th- what this means for you is that find somebody who's okay with the career choice, uh, you've made. Because mm. if if you if your careers and your uh, plans for life don't mesh, things are not going to work. Um, if yeah, if some per, you know, I don't know where I'm going to end up as a pastor. So if if the the world, woman I'm dating uh, is not okay with moving out of the Midwest or moving away from her family or at least out of, you know, an hours driving yeah. distance from her family, things probably aren't going to work cuz I'm probably not going to be placed in that small of an area. I could be mm-hmm. anywhere in the country. Um, those things are things you need to talk about before engagement. And I I'd, I'd say you know, fairly early in a relationship, you know, hey, like, what's what is where do you plan on being five years from now? You know, where do you mm-hmm. want to go with your life? Do you do you want to have kids? Uh, do you how many kids, you know, um, where where would you want to put them in school? Do, does Do you want to be in a certain area of the country? Are you OK with being somewhere else? You need to make sure that your uh, your life goals kind of match up and are compatible because that is a, a big deal breaker. Cause you can, you can love somebody and it can be a genuine self-sacrificing love, the type of love you're looking for. Mm-hmm. But that person is, uh, would not be a good for, person for you to marry. You can love somebody that would not be good for you to marry. Uh, yeah. love is not the only requirement for marriage. It's, uh, more of a commitment. Are yeah. uh, you willing to make the commitment and make it work? That's, that's the bigger thing. And love is what you work at and, uh, grow in. So that's, those are the big things I'm looking for. Um, yeah, what is their outlook on kids? Do you want to have a family? Uh do they plan on teaching them um in the in the ways of the Lord? And uh is she attractive, mm-hmm. you know? I does she take care of herself? That's that's another thing I'm looking for. Uh health is a big uh is important. Um I yeah, I would I would like the person I marry to take care of themselves as I take care of myself. And, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of mutual. If you take care of yourself, it's respect for the other person because you're going to be attached to them and, uh, they're going to have to deal with, uh, if you have health problems, they're, uh, they're gonna have to deal with those. And if you can prevent those, that would be, that would be good for everybody. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I
0: and you kind of hinted at this, the idea that you're not checking all, you like all the boxes don't have to be checked in order for you to you know get to close to each other and fall in love and, and, and even necessarily to get engaged and get married, but you want to be closely aligned. Like you got to be pretty close there with what your expectation is for what the mm-hmm. rest of your life is going to look like. Otherwise, there are going to be some yeah. struggles. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Gear Up podcast. You can find more episodes just like this one on iTunes or SoundCloud under the name The Gear Up Podcast. You can follow me, Charlie Ungemach, at on Instagram at Coach Ungemach, on Facebook as Charlie Ungemach. Or you can email me on the good old email at kochungamak at gmail.com. Please make sure you leave a review for this podcast. Make sure we get good ratings. And it's time now to go be the man that God has created you to be. God bless.